This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome to the Richard Blackbee Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host in helping take our leadership to the next level. We have Dr. Richard Blackbee. Good to be with you again, Sam. It's always a pleasure, Richard. Something that I've always noticed, uh, Richard, is that uh, you have put a, a big emphasis on uh, leading people and being aware of people when we yeah. talk about leadership. Um, myself, I am uh, very task oriented, like that's my nature. And uh, I've, I've noticed that over the years to be a more effective leader, I have to be less task oriented and more people oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you, you've got some thoughts on that today on uh, just being observant of, of looking at people. If you are to be an effective leader, um, maybe take your eyes off the task and, and more onto the people. Yeah, I think those who've read our book on uh, spiritual leadership know that we very uh, uh, specifically worked on our definition of leadership and we said it was moving people onto God's agenda. And yeah. could have said moving organizations, uh, moving churches, moving companies. But we said, ultimately, organizations consist of people. And people don't get moved simply by uh, a PowerPoint presentation or a change in mission, the mission statement. There's a way to move people. And so whether you're a people person or not, you've, you really, if you're a leader, you've got to be a student of people. Mm. You, you have to be someone who's always thinking about how people are wired, what, what motivates them, what moves them, what inspires them, what, what helps them. And it doesn't mean that you, that's just all your focus, but you're, it's just to your peril, I think, as a leader, if you neglect the fact that you work with people. And, and there have been many that have, and they've, they've kind of uh, hidden themselves away in their corner office, wanting to just fire off some memos, looking over financial statements, uh, some famous CEOs of big companies in the past at times even had private elevators where they could come from the parking lot up to their office and not have to talk to anybody. Uh, and there's many famous stories, even in Christian organizations, where if you got on an elevator with the CEO, uh, some of the CEOs uh, wouldn't remember your name. They, it would be awkward. They, they couldn't make small talk. It was just very awkward kind of trip up the elevator and then a different CEO, you get on with them, and they know your name, they know your wife's name or your husband's name, they, they know you've got a kid playing Little League Baseball, and they ask about it, and you, think, and you get off that one-minute ride up the elevator or less feeling better about yourself, having just been with the leader, and you're inspired uh, to work under the, uh, under that person in the days to come, and so well, that's such a good uh, a, a good visual for what it means to to focus on people. So, what what are those ways? If if let's say there's a leader listening now that maybe feels that, yeah, I, 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 maybe I am more that awkward leader on the elevator. Maybe <laughs> I maybe I don't know that much about you know the people I lead. Uh, whether that's you know, in the church context of you have your staff, but then you also have church members, like mm-hmm. there's, there's kind of different segments of people that you lead. What, yeah. what are some ways that you can start to orient yourself more towards the people you're leading? Well, you know, there, Daniel Goleman popularized the whole idea of emotional intelligence, and he kind of boiled that down to say, it really comes down to empathy. 
can can you feel what this person's feeling? Can you pick the vibes up in the room? Hmm. Whether someone is relaxed around you, someone's tense around you, someone's angry in a meeting. Uh, how well are you reading the room, basically? And there are some people that are wired. Uh, I would say, like my wife is wired that way. She can read the emotion in the room quicker than I can, for sure. And she just has certain antenna that she can tell, okay, someone needs to be comforted here. Someone's hurting here. Whereas that, that might not come as naturally to me. But at the same time, I think, and I'm not sure you can ever just learn empathy. Daniel Goleman, in some of his writings, suggests that you can over time. I'm not sure you can be empathetic, but you can learn to recognize the signs. So, for yeah. instance, if you're leading a, a, a team meeting around a board table and there's someone there who's obviously bored or agitated or angry, fighting back or fighting back tears, how long does the meeting go on till you start to pick that up? I mean, there's physical signs, right? If someone is agitated, there, there's certain things that they'll just do uh, or if they're if they're angry and and uh, you can just tell in their voice that they're in danger of exploding here soon if uh, we keep going in this direction. Uh, how how are you how good are you at just reading the room, looking at the people you're leading in the moment, whether it's leading a committee meeting at your church, uh, and people have all come from work to be in this meeting tonight. Uh, how soon do you get a feel for what's happening in the people sitting around that table? Uh, and that's kind of what I, I want to just encourage people with. How good are you at observing people? And so let's say that you're, you're, you've got your, your team sitting around that table with you, and you really have some things you really want to push them ahead to, to tackle and to get done. Uh, and so before you just charge ahead forward, how quickly can you get a feel for where people are at? Are, are my people ready to move forward? Are they ready to take on a new challenge? Uh, and so as you're interacting with them, can, can you tell if people are in a good space? Are they upbeat? Are they positive? Are they, hey, we're ready to go. What's, you know, what's, what's up? Uh, or do some of them look troubled? Have they come and they're not smiling? They're looking down. They're sighing. You you can tell that maybe their minds are elsewhere. They're they're physically there, but maybe not uh, mentally, emotionally. Um, do they look distracted? Do they look bored? Do they look antsy? Uh, they, do they act as if this meeting with you is a waste of time? We need to hurry up and get back to our work. There's lots of. Do they appear angry? Uh, do they do they appear overly sensitive? Here we are, just kind of reviewing. Uh, the last event that we hosted and we're questioning about the expense or uh, the attendance or how well we advertised it and the people involved are starting to get very, very defensive. Uh, it's not looking well on them and what they did. And are they barking back? Are they trying to criticize and change the focus to someone else? Uh, well, you know, if you're seeing a bunch of that kind of stuff going on around the table, <laughs> is it wise to just Oh well, let's move ahead. What let's talk about next uh, next month's event, uh, or sometimes when you start to pick up those kind of vibes, you might uh, you might be saying, you know what? I think we just need to kind of 
let some of this uh, air out of out of the room here. We need to vent some things. We need to just be honest. Maybe we need to. I need to take my foot off the gas pedal for a moment. I think my team is pretty worn out from the last event. Uh, maybe not the time to immediately come back with a grand vision of how. Even though you're utterly exhausted from the last venture, we're going to do the next one bigger, better, bolder than before. Uh, and everyone is just sighing and saying, we haven't recovered from the last thing we did. Uh, and so how do you watch people and, uh, and then try to be that kind of leader that is able to do what your people need you to do? So, for instance... Uh, I remember one time uh, being when I was a seminary president and uh, I was talking to one of the staff people and it was past uh, going home time. It was the, the work day was done, but they were feeling really pressed and uh, behind and, and they were lingering. And they and I noticed that they had been there a lot lately. And I remember and, but I also knew that this person had a couple of young kids at home. And, uh, and I realized that he had all the stuff that had to get done that day, he had done. He was just trying to get caught up on some other things. And I just felt like I needed to be the one as the boss to say, look, I really want you just to go home, go home. Surprise. I know you're, you haven't been home early or on time, uh, for the last week or two, uh, go home, be, hug your kids, help your wife make dinner, uh, Put your feet up. You, you've done a, you've, you've worked hard today. You deserve a break. Well, I'll tell you what. A, a lot of times, if I wasn't paying attention, I would have just charged on home myself and left that guy to stay too long at work. Uh, uh, but when you're paying attention, when you're watching people, when you kind of notice when they go home and when they're staying too long or they're, they're already burning, they're, 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 the, the light's on in their office already when you get there and you're getting there early. Um, then you start to, you want to might stick your head in the door and say, Hey, what, what are you in here so early for? Um, you, you got Are you really concerned about a presentation you're about to make? Are you a bit, uh, baffled by this particular problem that you're needing to take extra time or just being aware of what's going on in your people's lives? I, I, I've said this before, but I think leaders could avoid a lot of surprises if we paid more attention at the time. When a, when a guy blows up in a, in a board meeting or blows up at a staff meeting, uh, sometimes you can't see it coming, but sometimes if you'd been paying attention, you could have seen it coming. Mm. They have been on a short fuse for a while, yeah. and that staff meeting is just what kind of put them over the edge. And so, But when you're paying attention, and of course, one of the ways you, you, you know what's going on in people's lives is you ask questions. And so yeah. it might even be as you're walking down the hallway to get to your office and you're, but you see the receptionist or you see the janitor, you see just uh, someone else uh, go into their office. Uh, you're on an elevator with someone. And so you ask, ask thoughtful questions. Uh, how's your son doing? I, I, I remember you saying you, that uh, you've been praying about him because he's struggling a bit at school. Hey, are things going any better there? Um, or maybe it's a, Hey, I, did you ever get in touch with that customer? I remember you saying that you had a pretty irate customer and you were going to try to reach out to them. How'd that go? Um, and sometimes you're going to get some 
pretty quick feedback that lets you know this person's struggling. And, uh, and so maybe you say, listen, can I just pray with you? I mean, if you're in a setting where you can do that, um, can I just pray for you right now? Uh, maybe you're just walking in the door and you just stop and you end up praying with someone and say, listen, I just really pray that today God's going to give you wisdom and know how to address that problem. Or, or maybe you just need to encourage them and just say, hey, listen, you've dealt with lots worse than that before. I know you've got it in you. I, I know that that's, it can be hard to deal with that kind of thing. But listen, I really, I, I really have confidence that you can handle that. Uh, or maybe you need to intervene. Maybe you need to say, listen, why don't I, let me see if I can make some calls about that. I know someone that might be able to help with that. Or uh, I know your plate's full, but I, I think I, there's someone else that might be able just to do some work on that for you. Or maybe I can, let me make a call. I've got a few moments here. I know someone that might be able to help. But intervening. And now some leaders are just oblivious to what's going on with their folks. And they don't, uh, they don't even notice when there's a, a change. And then, and then there's, there's other times where if you're really noticing uh, and asking questions, then it becomes apparent. And of course, it's hard sometimes. Like for me, it can be hard because I travel a lot. So I can be gone. I remember uh, when I used to be a seminary president, I had an assistant that really had a sense of the pulse speed of what was going on. And and if someone did have a problem, they tend to come to her uh, and, and ask for prayer or seek encouragement. And so whenever I'd get back from being on the road, I would sit down with her and say, what have I missed? What what sh- what should I know? Is there somebody that I need to go have breakfast with? Uh, yeah. Because I, I just, I, I, I couldn't see it all myself. And, and that's why I, I think it's good if you have uh, something of a baseline. Uh, and when you work with the same people for a while, you sort of get to know what their baseline is. Uh, and what I mean by that is, on a normal good day, how is this person behaving? <laughs> so when, uh, when Sam comes in to do a podcast, is he normally smiling? Is he usually upbeat? Is he walking lightly? Uh, okay, well, today he came in sighing. Today he came in frowning. Today he came screaming into the to the driveway uh later than usual and okay I, I know normally this is how he is and now he's not acting normal today that might be a might be a positive thing i mean you might be bouncing in the door with a huge smile on your face and i i suspect that we must have gotten a a big check in the mail today or something good has happened or a big sale in our bookstore or, but um, if you don't know the baseline, then you don't know when something's different, mm-hmm. uh, if there's something that maybe you need to lean into and address. And so, uh, you know, I, you, you can't necessarily have the baseline of every solitary employee and person if you work in a large organization, but certainly your direct reports, the people that work in your area, the people that you walk past on a regular basis, um, pay attention to how they're doing and what they normally look like, what they normally sound like. And then if they're not sounding that way, uh, maybe prayerfully just consider leaning in a little bit, asking some more questions and seeing if there's not a way uh, that you can help and make a difference in their life. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break here and we'll wrap up when we come back. This fall, we've got two opportunities to attend the Spiritual Leadership Coaching Workshop that Blackaby Ministries offers uh, each year. Normally, we just have one in the fall, 
uh, in Jonesboro. But this year we have, in addition to the one uh, in Jonesboro, we have one in Rapid City, South Dakota. And these are for folks who work with people. Uh, you might be thinking, well, I'm not interested in coaching. That's not really something uh, I'm into. But I would say that anyone who deals with people uh, can learn something from these uh, coaching workshops. It's really learning about how to ask the right questions to help move people onto God's agenda. These coaching workshops will be uh, October 23rd and 25th. That's going to be the one in Jonesboro, Georgia. And then October 12th and 14th will be the one in Rapid City, South Dakota. All the information about both of these can be found at blackabbycoaching.org slash workshop. Uh, there is um, a discount for early registration, and that goes through uh, the month of August. And so if you would like to attend one of these, uh, best to sign up sooner rather than later. Richard, I love this, that it's, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, and we've talked about it often here on the podcast, but it's really leadership is about people, and it's about uh, it's about moving people. And, uh, you know, if you can't do that, then... Um, then you're not leading well. You yeah. know, if, if, if you lose sight of the fact that it's the people in the building, it's the people in your organization that ultimately matter, um, then, then it's time to, to recalibrate. Um, maybe just in, in the second half here, what are some other ways that if, if, uh, if a leader is listening um, who has maybe lost sight of, of what it's about, that it's about the people they're leading, more so than about any sort of vision or um, goals or tasks or whatever they have uh, going on. Uh, what are some ways to get back to, to making sure that, that you are paying attention and noticing the people you're leading? Yeah, you know, I would also just maybe uh, just say at the outset of this, uh, this point, uh, you can't always know everything going on in someone's life. Some people keep play it close to the vest. They come in and they put on a brave face. Uh, and so don't necessarily beat yourself up if uh, you didn't know something was going on. Some people are... Well, I tell you, whatever's going on in their life, they're, they're, they freely share it, whether you yeah. want to hear it or not. And then there's others you have to really pull it out of them. Uh, the key is, though, once you do know, once you do, the light comes on or you do start to notice some things, uh, how are you going to take action on that? How do, how do you make a difference? And, uh, uh, and so I, I, I do feel like, and again, I, I say this kind of cautiously, but uh, uh I don't think it hurts uh, to to be aware of some psychology. There, there, uh, psychology is a is really just a study of people and how they're wired and how mm -hmm. they behave. And uh, and so I like to read, uh, you know, a book. I, I'm not reading all the time in that area, but I, I don't think it hurts to be familiar with issues and the way that sometimes they come out in people. Now, psychology doesn't always have, I don't think necessarily always the right answers, but they, they observe a lot of how people behave when they're not aligned right, when they are troubled and what are the telltale signs. And so, uh, I, you know, I like to be reading some books on that. Um, I like reading, uh, of course, biographies. Sometimes biographies just help you see how leaders uh, have overcome issues. It's not that leaders don't have issues. It's oftentimes as you read about it, uh, you you get to learn how they struggled with that, how perhaps it harmed their leadership early on, but and then in some cases how they finally managed to cope with it or address it. And so 
I just like to be aware of the kinds of issues that people face. And, and that's why I think you also have to just be aware of some of the trends going on right now with how's, how is the current economy affecting your employees, uh, how, the, how the cultural divides, the cultural debates and issues perhaps affecting the people coming in the door. Uh, I, I think there's times where you just have to say with all that's going on, um, I, I think we need to maybe make some adjustments. I I've, I've, think I've shared this before, but I was actually at uh, the Chick-fil-A headquarters on 9-11. And I'm in a board meeting uh, at the time, meeting there. It wasn't Chick-fil-A board, but it was we were using their space. And, uh, and then all of a sudden it starts coming out that planes have crashed into the World Trade Towers. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget at one point... Uh, Truett Cathy uh, just called all of his staff at, at their headquarters into the atrium area and asked if my dad could just come out and just uh, speak to the st- to the people and just to give some kind of word uh, from God. And, um, and then Truett just said, look, if some of you are, are troubled, you're disturbed, maybe you've got family or friends in the New York area that you really want to find out if they're okay, um, there's just no point in you staying here until closing time. Go home, love your family, check on relatives, do whatever you need to do. Now that's a, a kind of an extreme case, but yeah, I but I felt like uh, he just knew no one's going to get much done here the rest of today. Uh, we'll, we'll, everyone's going to be checking the the news, uh, the latest updates. There was a lot of fear at the time. Uh, where else are the terrorists maybe going to strike? What else will they do? And so people just wanted to kind of get home. Be, and maybe their uh, their loved ones just really needed to be together and be assured. And so on, on maybe a lesser scale, when there's difficulties going on in society at the time, uh, be aware of how that might affect the people you lead and how maybe they need extra support. Maybe they need to be told to go home early. Maybe you need to bring in a chaplain or someone and maybe just maybe it needs to be a morale booster where it's kind of discouraging times right now. We just need something that, that lifts us up. But, but be, uh, be a student, at least at, 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 at some level, of psychology about what helps people deal with stress, uh, what helps people rebound from a setback. Uh, And be aware too that uh, not everybody is like you or needs to be like you. And, and again, that's, uh, that's been one of the challenges I've had at times is uh, you can't simply do for your people what you would want done. If, Hey, when I'm feeling stressed, I just need to eat a bunch of popcorn. So I'm just going to bring in big bags of popcorn for all my staff. We'll all be great. Yeah. And, and maybe that's helping you, but it may not be doing anything for that person. And so, uh, just be aware that people deal with stress differently, deal with, uh, personal issues differently. Some are real open about it and they feel comfortable talking with others about it. Others are very, very private. Uh, and they, it has to sort of be gently, uh, sort of prodded out of them. Uh, but, uh, but understand that one size doesn't fit all when it comes to working with people, which is, it would seem pretty self-evident, but yeah, well, I think that that is, I'll just camp on that point for a second, yeah. because I think that is a huge, 
um, a huge deal to n- not do for others as you would have them do for you. Yeah. Because the way that you would seek, you know, comfort or affirmation or whatever is not necessarily the way that other people do. And I think it takes a little more effort to understand that yeah. and to know which of your people can just can be affirmed in the way that you would be affirmed or would approach things the way that you would and which of your people, you know, needs, need a different approach. Um, and I think that, that takes some real, you know, emotional intelligence to be able to, to differentiate between those who just, you know, who need what you need and who, who don't need the, the things that you need. And what a powerful message when someone who is very different than you, uh, notices that you are kind of getting out of your own skin and out of the way you would normally behave because you know them well enough that you know that this is really what they need. You know that yeah. that, that they struggle, but th- you've learned that when you do this particular thing, it really helps. And so that's what you do. You just, you reach, of course, as a leader, we've often talked about the fact that leaders have tool belts and you, you don't just want to walk around with a hammer and try yeah. to fix everybody with a hammer uh, because people respond differently. Some people need a screwdriver, they need a drill, they need a saw, whatever it might be. Uh, as you go from person to person, trying to get the very best out of them, you have learned which tools work best for them. And yeah. so you put the hammer away for this person. They need the gentle touch. Uh, and so that's the tool that you go for. And uh, that is... To me, that is great leadership. It just and and it becomes instinctive. I've I've mentioned this before, but I I've spent half my time in Canada, half my time in the United States, and of course Canadians and Americans spell a number of words differently. Uh, Canadians often are adding a U in the word or uh, certain letters that are different. They, sometimes it's more the French ending in R E, like center, and Canada's R E, and in the states it's E R, um, and so. Uh, I've just learned that if I am, now if I just say the word center, you don't know if I'm saying it the Canadian way or the American way because it sounds the same. But if I'm emailing someone, whenever I email a Canadian, I just automatically just revert to the Canadian spelling. For all those words, I still remember that how that goes. Uh, and if I'm writing to an American, I just automatically change it back. And, and I'm sort of almost not even conscious of it. I just know, okay, I'm writing to someone in Canada. This is how they spell it. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just immediately reaching for the tool that I think I, is best for someone that lives there, that's that kind of person. And so I think in some ways as a leader, you do the same thing with your tools. You, you just learn because you paid attention. If you haven't paid attention, you don't know which tool works for which person. But if you're paying attention and you, you've been listening, then you're going to start to realize, okay, with this person, I don't come just head on. I go around the barn, but we'll get there. And this person, you just need to talk straight or else they just won't hear you. And so I'm going to just talk straight with them. It, we just have that relationship we've developed. And uh, this person... Uh, I need to just ask them a lot of questions and they'll, they'll come upon the answer themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I guess maybe the last thing I would just say is just show a genuine interest in people. I, I know, uh, and there are times obviously in encounters in the office, encounters in an elevator where it's pretty superficial. Uh, it's, hey, what do you think of this weather? <laughs> it's like, 
you know, it's, yeah. you're just making, you're just chatting and you're breaking the silence. But, uh, but then there's other times where you ask thoughtful questions and it doesn't necessarily take a long time, but the, even the fact that you remember that they have a son in the third grade. And so you ask about that, Hey, how's your son? Or, you, or when you have made the effort to remember the names of their kids or their spouse, uh, or you just, you know that they have this hobby and, or you know that they cheer for this team and, uh, their team won last night. And so you just make a little comment, uh, that just says, I know you, I, I value you enough to know which is your favorite sports team and that you have three kids, uh, that those are the little sort of soft leadership skills that have huge impact. And so, I think sometimes, especially in, uh, and also I think if you're trying to enlist a good quality staff, uh, you know, paying them well is certainly helpful, but there's also the, the intangibles of just treating people with respect, with care, with genuine interest, uh, being sensitive when they're arriving at work, maybe a little more hairy than usual, um, that uh, is very attractive to people that says, hey, you know, when you work with that person, they care, they, they notice, uh, they make adjustments, they, they try to help when you need help, uh, they try to give you space when you need space. Uh, those are all leadership skills, but they're people skills. And I think we just need to be reminded now and then as leaders, we work with people. And so we need to be constantly studying, improving, learning, uh, better ways to work with a very diverse group of people that uh, make up the workforce, the volunteer force today. Well, thanks for that reminder, and uh, I think we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners, so email us at podcast at blackv.org.